listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Jen and I got talking, um, you know, I was kind of asking her, uh, you know, let's do the broadcast together. And I was asking her, like, what what has been on your heart lately? And she got to thinking and she's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll think about this and I will, um, you know, we'll talk in the morning. And so we got to talk in this morning. We were up early, just the two of us, everyone was sleeping and we had our Bibles out. And, you know, last night, if you got to see a part where Jenna gave her testimony. Now, many of you that are, uh, watching, uh, you've received the magazine where Jenna wrote her testimony in, and you've watched um, a testimony when she was in Florida in December. She she um, gave it on the broadcast, and then last night, you know, Ted had her stand up and give it again, and then unexpectedly at the end of the service, the Lord just prompted in my spirit, like there are, and there, and I knew there wasn't going to be a lot, just a handful. There really was. I think there might've been like six ladies that came forward. Yeah. I think there's like three, maybe seven, like four on this side. And I knew it wasn't going to be a mad rush to the front. But when she gave her testimony last night, I could feel the gift of faith rise up in the building on women who were attaching themselves to wanting to have a baby. And the other thing I heard last night when, um, Ted was praying and I had to stop him. Uh, not like that. Like, you know, he, he looked at me and I just felt like I need to tell him that there are women that needed to come forward to be prayed for that wanted a baby, but also they kind of hung up their um, desire. You know, like yeah. it didn't happen the first few times. That's what I felt like. It didn't happen. And so they just kind of brushed it under the rug and was like, well, maybe it's not for me. Maybe God doesn't want me to have babies. Maybe I need to go a different avenue. Maybe you this. so right about that, because which I haven't even told you this part, but some of the women that I spoke with after service, that's exactly how they were feeling. Yeah. And so last night when, I, when he was kind of laying hands on people, I was just like, you know what? We can't close the service without having a call to the altar for women who want to have children and haven't been able to because I really felt like they got discouraged yeah. and kind of, like I said, brushed it under the rug and was like, well, well, maybe it's just not for me. But it is for you because that's what the word of God says, to be fruitful, to multiply. It's a desire of your heart. He's placed these desires in your heart. And so last night when the ladies lined up, um, Ted called Jenna forward to lay hands on their womb and pray over, over them. And it was such a powerful moment um, that the gift of faith was stirring. I mean, I, I know I could feel, and I know, I know you did too, mm -hmm. but afterwards is what prompted today's discussion with, are you seeing what you're believing for? Because there was a common denominator when people have spoken to you. Yeah. And that is... What they, um, what they're speaking out of their mouths, they, they know God can heal them. They know that they can get a miracle, but they're not speaking it. And I know that that was something that was really important for me. I've talked about it when I've told my testimony is that I had scripture up in front of my face. I typed up my confession. So that way it was on my refrigerator. It was on my bathroom mirror. Everywhere I went during the day, that way I was saying it. 
it was coming out of my mouth. And, you know, if you're not speaking it, you're, you're, I feel like if you're just saying what doctors are telling you or if you're just constantly talking about the, the loss of it, you're not speaking to the miracle. You're not speaking, um, you're not, I'm trying to think of like the word that I'm looking for that I was talking to you about this morning. Um, you can be speaking against your, your miracle and not even knowing it. You don't even know that right. that's what you're doing. And so I have, I've had a lot of women that they're like, oh, I, I know that God can do it, you know, but, and it's like, well, you just said, but whenever you say, but you negate anything that you said, before you're like that. subconsciously <laughs> taking sides against the word of God. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't even know it. And so it's not intentional because it's important. We pay attention to what comes out of our mouth. Cause last night, you know, he, when Ted brought this one point up, it's like, you, you can say all these things that are cute. And yeah. they rhyme. And that's my big thing is you see these memes and it's like, wait a second. Did you really slow down and read that? Now, does it line up with the word of God? Is it a faith-filled confession? Right. Um, and then you have to make sure you... I say this all the time because it's so basic, but so many people struggle with this one concept. We don't have to conjure up things just to say them what is the problem with just speaking the word of God right why can't we just go to the word of God see the topic that we're believing for healing we're believing for finances we're believing for um restoration in marriages we're believing for fear to run out of our you know midst but yet we have to try to overthink the things to say mm -hmm. Just go to the word of God, right? Get scriptures on that thing and speak it and stand on it. And that's what you did. That's exactly what I did. I, I sat up one night and I was like, all right, enough is enough. <laughs> I'm not playing this game anymore. And I said, show me all the women in the Bible where at one point their womb was closed and how and when you opened it. And I, I wrote it out and I had the scripture, um, from before they had children and then the scripture of when they had children. And I had on top of that, my own personal confession. So something that, and we even do this financially. Um, so it's not even just for healing, but sure. we even do this financially. My husband and I, every month we have a goal board. Every year we write it out. We put it on our refrigerator. This is what we're believing for. The, we're tying scripture with it. And this is what we're speaking out of our mouth. So it's just, it's so important what you say. Mm -hmm. It's so important. I even think about it too, like I was just thinking about it even with children. If you're constantly just speaking, you know, negativity into them, negativity into them, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what are they all supposed they're going to do with that? That's all that's going to end up growing. Right. It's like a nasty seed mm -hmm. when the roots grow and attach so I told Carolyn, to that situation. I said, People believe that these things, they, they know they believe it. They, you know, are in great churches, but they're not speaking it. Yeah. And, and they don't realize how powerful that is. Yeah. And so I was thinking about it last night before I went to bed. I was laying there and just kind of like thinking about everything that had happened. And I was just like, man, these women are speaking against their own miracle and they don't know it. Something like and that. And they even came to you and said that, mm -hmm. right? They were like, I know. It, it, it's, it's not enough to just 
have head knowledge of what the Word of God says. Right. People can people can have the entire Bible memorized. Oh yeah. Front to back, but if you don't have your belief system lined up with what you're saying, it's a dead end. Oh yeah. It's oh, a dead yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Right in the comments, my faith-filled confessions create my reality. That's good. Right? My faith-filled confessions create my reality. This is on us, guys. God has done everything. Jesus came. He did it all. He did everything until the moment he left up to heaven. And then it is on us us yeah. to carry this out. It says in Mark 11, uh, tw- well, I'll, I'll start with 22. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to the mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But in order for it to happen, this is what you have to do. You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, these are the red words, okay? <laughs> I tell you, you can pray for anything, anything. And you and if and if you believed that you've received it, it will be yours. So you see there's ifs and buts. You have to keep reading and do what it says after the buts and after the ifs because it's it's believing and speaking They go hand in hand. Right. If you believe that you've received, it will be yours. And so the action there is believing and speaking. We know, you know, that book that I wrote is based on confessions and declarations. And it's. (laughs) And so it's a thing that I hold dearly because there's authority inside of you, but it has to come out of your mouth. And so in order to create these boundary lines that I talk about in my book, you have to believe it. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians 4.13, which I've based my newest shirt on with Nonstop Mom and my intro in my book. Um, I had it, I just, so I didn't have to flip through everything. I wrote it out today, but it's, um, But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. So what you believe is has got to come out of your mouth. Yeah. But what do you believe? Right. And God That's the key key question there. What do you believe? And we have to do our part in mm-hmm. this whole thing. Yeah. You know, like you can't just sit back. Like you have to do your part. You have to work it. You know? You have to you have to work your faith and you can't just be quiet. Right. You can't sit there and be quiet about it. You have to speak to it. And so, yeah, I mean, and I feel like people even do this financially, like not just for healing, but they even speak against their finances all the time. Yeah, they sow because you can't reap finances without sowing finances. So, I mean, that that's a side teaching there, but you can't pray in money if you haven't given money. But what you can do is you can water the seed based on your confession. So you don't want to give and then discount it, discredit it, throw it away, destroy that seed, you know, with what you're saying. Right. 
Sorry, I made the comment. Do you really believe what he says? I do. I do. Do you? <laughs> I do. Yeah, speak the word only. But everyone likes to quote that scripture. I'm not saying this about you, CC, but what words are you speaking? Right. Is it the right word of God? Because like say, you know, like for me, I was believing for a baby and it's like, well, the doctor told me I had cancer. So, you know, people would say this to me. Well, you know, like the thing, it's God, if it's God's will, it is his will for me. To have and that's baby. what people do. They'll be believing for something and then they'll keep saying the whole time in their prayer life, if it be your will, Lord. Right. Read, I'm on this side. Read the Bible. His will for you is in the word of God. You'll know what his will is for you yeah. if you read it. You don't have to be a wandering Christian. You never have to wander what God has for you. That's right. You don't need, okay? So there's two different words there, wandering and wondering. You never have to be both. That's not in Christianity. You don't have to wander around not knowing what God has for you, not what he says about your life. What does he want you to have in life? You don't have to wander around wondering what the word of God has for you. This is life's manual and the book of answers. It's a book of answers for our life. That's right. Were you going to read something? Well, it came to me. I was So last night we were thinking about what we were going to talk about. Um, I was like, oh, let me like kind of sit on it because, you know, the broadcast really ain't my thing. <laughs> I get really nervous. She's forced to do it right now. <laughs> and Tess just like, hey, y'all got She this. said, if you give me $100, I'll do it. I said, fine. <laughs> I'll give you 105 <laughs> I get a tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then I was like, well, then I was thinking about that and I, I wasn't even thinking about that as far as like speaking on it, but I was just thinking about the night last night. And so then I woke up this morning and right when I opened up my Bible, I opened up to James three. It was just what I opened up to. And right away, like it was like words, you know, being thrown at me from the page was controlling the tongue. And I was like, there it is again. So obviously there's something with it. Especially now with everything going on, you have to really guard what you say. Yeah. You, you know, I, I feel like you have to really guard even what you're listening to and watching. Absolutely. And, and all of that, because if you're having that deposited into you, what's going to come out? I like what um, Ted made mention of when you said, when you printed those confessions, you had them everywhere. It was everywhere. You looked. <laughs> My, it was like I had. There was the there was no other option. If mm -hmm. she looked to the kitchen to get food, it was on the refrigerator. If she was putting her makeup on, it was on her mirror. It if was she was getting dressed, was yeah. If she was getting dressed, it was on her dresser. It was by her front door. So when she left her house, she had the word of God confessed inside of her. When she came home, she had the word of God 
when she entered her home, she had it entering her spirit man. So she put it, you know, different places, the TV room. So it was never an option where the, the world circumstances or outside voices could creep in because if she looked to her left, her right, up, down, she had it there in front of her as a great reminder mm -hmm. of what God was going to give her. Even as far as the, um, it's so funny because the church that we're in, was you guys have heard us talk about how in June 2015, Ted had prophesied into the camera that I would have a baby and hold um, my miracle in my hand by the following June. And that's when my Isabella was born, was June 2016. So this is the church that that happened in. This is the church that he got that word. And so it's funny because last night was our first night here. And it was on a Wednesday, and it was on a Wednesday. Like, it just wasn't by accident. I knew that. <laughs> and just how, like, you had the feeling with, like, the women coming up for prayer. Like, it just was not an accident. And I told somebody that last night. I said, I felt I needed to get here. Yeah. And I felt I needed to be here Wednesday night. And it, it just was not an accident. But so with that, um, that live stream service, I even downloaded it onto my desktop. I opened my laptop several times a day. So when I opened it, bam, that's what I saw was that video. And I would watch it every time. I had it on my phone. So anytime, any, I would leave a doctor's appointment or whatever it would be that was trying to, you know, instill fear. Nope, I have it right here. I know differently. It's right here in front of my face. Yeah. I really watched what was being downloaded into me even as much as like I would listen to the Bible app before I went to bed. I like the guy with like the old British accent. <laughs> it's calming. It is. <laughs> so if I was having like a moment where, you know. It's like James Bond reading you the Bible. It was, it was so nice. I'm sure Ralph enjoyed that. Actually. I can't even try it to do it. Dad's always like, that's not British. <laughs> Brooklyn, she'll go. I can speak British. I'm like. So Jazz's new thing is she tries to talk like Peppa Pig. Well, that that's where she gets yeah. it. So so Peppa Pig says strawberries. Yes. So that's the only way Brooklyn knows how to say. She's like, can I have some strawberries or blueberries? I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Sure. When I figure out what those are. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so even as far as that, like I would listen to the Bible app. I mean, literally, I... I wanted to make sure I was getting as much of the word into me so that way when it came time for me to speak against whatever negative report was coming my way, it was there. It was there. And so, yeah, I had it in front of my face and I recommend people doing that anyway. What are you believing for for the year? What are your goals? Have it in front of your face. Yeah. Have it posted up. We have it on our refrigerator. We have a huge whiteboard in the kitchen you know, with goals and stuff, have it in front of you because it's, it's kind of easy too. you go on with like your day to day and you can right. forget about a word that was given to you. You can, you just forget about stuff because you're not speaking it every day. You're not looking at it. It's not in front of your face. So I opened up this morning and I went right to James three and it was controlling the tongue. And I was sitting there with Caroline at the table and I was like, I could highlight this whole chapter. <laughs> I mean, I like started, I was like, oh, that's good. And I'm like, oh, that's good. And then I'm like, oh, that's good. And I was like, I could highlight this whole thing. But it's so powerful. You know, look at uh, James 3, 10. 
And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. What are you speaking? What's being poured out of your mouth? And that comes with what's being deposited into you. What are you putting out? Um, Even with relationships, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. What are you putting into it? And so that really stuck out to me. And then this also stuck out to me because your, your tongue, like you have that. Nobody can silence that. And so people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. That's powerful. Like, you, you have the authority and the ability to speak. And you determine what comes out of your mouth. What are you speaking? You determine that. Speaking, I don't know if people really understand how heavy speaking is. Oh, and it's like the entire world was created. God spoke everything into existence. There is so much authority and power with our words. And right here in James 3, 6, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. The flame of fire. Uh, She was just talking about the Bible app, Thelma. Yeah. You asked. It's just the Bible app. It's the Bible app, but it reads to you. You can highlight. You can make notes. Even uh, at one point, uh, Isabella was having trouble sleeping, and I would play the Bible in her room, and she would just sleep. (laughs) She'd she'd go right to sleep. It's just just constantly being. I have this. um, I have the Bible sung in songs. Oh, that's for the cool. girls, and so it's, they they sing scriptures. I had like this idea fifteen songs. That when I was going through this little spout with Isabella, I had this idea that um, there needs to be some kind of teddy bear or something that it just plays. Like you know, you can press it; it plays like one little thing, but like it can play for like hours. Yeah, in like their bed with them. There's nothing like that. Like a um, stuffed animal with a speaker. Yeah. All right. We'll get on it. That might be on the product nobody table steal, at your next meeting. Maybe nobody steal that idea. That's Jenna's That's right there. Mine. If we see it, we know. We're coming after you. But yeah. Um, uh, right in the comment section, because we're talking about confessing uh, for your miracle, confessing for what you're wanting to see God do in your life. But it there's also the belief factor. And so... Jenna was saying last night, not that she didn't know before, but it was like, you know, four people came up to me and it's like, I knew this. It wasn't like hearing it for the first time, but I never put two and two together. It was like the first time it registered. Yeah. Like exactly what is probably going on with a lot of people. Yeah. Is that, yes, you're believing for this. Yes, you're faithful. Yes, you know the, the word but you're not speaking it. Right. You're not And they're not action. seeing the signs. They're not seeing the miracles. They're not seeing, you know, the things following them like the Bible says. And when you said believe, I was like trying to think verses with believe in it. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know, down, download to me the verses that believe. But right in the comment section, God moves only in line with his word. We have to make sure we're speaking his word. I know over in Mark 16, um, actually 17, Mark, yeah, Mark, oh, Mark 16, 17. I, I was, I already had it highlighted, but I wrote it down in my notes is these miraculous signs 
will accompany, accompany those who what? Who believe. So it goes to show me and you that um, signs don't just follow any individual. Miracles aren't just following right. any individual. They follow the word. Right. Miracles, signs, and wonders follow those who believe. And then we go back. If you believe, then you speak. So you see the signs, the miracles, the wonders are not going to just follow any old individual. That's not how it works. Not, not just anyone gets this. That's right. It's the ones who take the word. That's right. God moves only in line with his word. So it's the ones, the signs that we're talking about here in Mark 16, 17, they follow the word. So if you're speaking the word and you're speaking the right word, signs, miracles, and wonders, they can't help but chase you down right. and overtake you. That's right. Because it says in Isaiah that when, when you say a word, it doesn't return void. Well, how does it not return void? If you are speaking the right word. See, we have to be careful not to just say anything, have our doctrine all messed mm -hmm. up, and then we blame God. Like I said at the beginning, Christianity, the responsibility is on us now. He's done everything. He's given us all power. It says in Luke, I believe it's 10, 19, that he's given us all power and authority over the enemy. So we can't go around with this whole, yeah, the enemy comes to attack us, but this whole blame game and oh, like yeah. no responsibility. I made sure that, um, I feel like people want to blame God anytime something doesn't go right in their life and they don't ever want to take responsibility for what they could be doing. And so I was, I was careful of that at the end. Like when I lost the twins, I was very angry. I was mad at God and, you know, but when I had Mason, like... I raised my hands while I was holding my, I mean, let's be real, like my son was dead. I'm holding my dead son, and I lifted my hands, and I was like, Lord, you are good. Your word is true. I praise you. This doesn't look good, but you are good. I didn't blame him for it. I knew it wasn't him, you know, and I knew, like, you know, obviously it was an attack from the devil, but people always want to kind of go that route, too, and it's like, well, because it, play, it plays with your mind. Yeah. The enemy sits there and he's like, tee, 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 yeah. in your ear the whole time. Like, this isn't for you. Stop trying. You've already lost three other kids before, right? Because you had a miscarriage and then you had the twins. Or twins and then the miscarriage. Yeah. So three before Mason. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, the devil's going to be like, just throw in the towel. Oh, yeah. It's not working for you. This is not your time. You know, you've tried. It's not for you. Just give up. And that's what he wants you to do. And kind of like even kind of going with that is when I was thinking about like what people are saying and confessing is also like you have to watch what who's and, and Ted talked about this last night. Who's in your circle? Who is who are you allowing to speak? It might not be a pastor. It might not be. It could be family members. There was stuff we were going through when I was dealing with the cancer stuff that I didn't even tell my own mom. Like I didn't tell anybody. Like I told Certain people, who is one right here, who I knew would be praying for me, who I knew had power and, and believed. And, you know, so it's, you also have to be careful of that because people will say stuff um, speaking against what you're believing for unintentionally, like trying to, to comfort you. But 
like that's not what you need. You need you need power. You need the word. You need to know what to speak out of your mouth. Yeah, um, George, I'm going to address. He wrote on on uh, YouTube. Hi, Carolyn and Jenna. I have friends who moved down south, and they. Uh, were given a word that they would have a baby in six months and it never happened and that was over five years ago. All right, George, this is what you what they need to understand and, and everyone that's watching is, you know, words in when you get called out or somebody comes to you and, and gives a word, um, that's something for that person's faith to grab onto. Right. So, but if there's no action taken, I'm not saying this about your friends, I'm just saying this in general, I've seen people receive a mighty word from God at a meeting or privately or something, and then they just sit on it. They just expect, you know, someone gets a word of increase and, and this and this, you know, oh, they're going to be promotion in their job. And then let's say they never got a promotion in their job, but it's like, well, what were the action steps were you taking? Were you um, doing your best at work? Were you doing this? Were you, you know what I mean? It, like, for instance, we got a word last year um, from my father-in-law in February that Miracle Word Ministries was going to step into a office, a studio. Okay, well, even though our faith grabbed onto that, we had to take action steps to get that studio. We, we could have just, you know, sat around and been like, I receive it yeah. and then that's it and never do anything towards it. Never seek God on taking the steps to, to go find a place. Never, you know, moving forward. We could have taken the word and been like, oh, well, you know what? COVID hit in March. I got that word in February. This isn't the right time right now to um, get get a studio. It wouldn't be smart, you know, because we don't know where finances are, uh, this and that, you know, maybe we should wait until, but it's like, no, we had to, you had to grab your faith onto the word that you received. So I'm not saying your friends didn't, but if they got a word about having a baby, I know that it's God's will for you to you know, people to become parents. Yeah. It's just one thing that's on my heart strongly. I have a lot of women that I pray with and a lot of women that write us um, saying, I wanted a baby, couldn't have it. We latched onto what you guys speak about. Here's a baby. Don't we get pictures? Oh. All the, all the time, time. now. I, I In the last couple of years. It's been, a, yeah. Ever since the Lord put that on my heart to do that podcast with you uh, a couple years ago, probably yeah. now at this point, it's just been like a burning desire in me to say, no. God's given you that desire to have a baby. It's his will. It's right. John 10, 10 that says the thief comes to st steal, kill and destroy. But I, Jesus, have given you life and more abundantly. Right. You know, not so you can be depressed about not, you know, becoming a parent because that's your heart's desire. So your friends and we will pray for them. Absolutely. But, you know, I want them to, you know, and you can encourage them. The word that they got, you know, they got, could, I don't know who was speaking into their life. They could have I been won't. discouraged by something that, yeah. that said, you know, we're going to back off on uh, this word that we got. You know, it's been six months. And, and um, you can't do that. I literally was trying to have, a, well, I was first told I could not have children at all. I wouldn't even get pregnant in 2009. I didn't have Bella until 2016. Right. So you had all of that opportunity to throw away the words that were given to you. Mm -hmm.
Because, I mean, I know your pastor had called you out. I know Ted called you out in a meeting a couple times. That wasn't the only word I got. I mean, my pastor um, gave, I mean, spoke it several times over Mm -hmm. those seven years. You're going to have a baby. You are going to get double for your trouble. I mean, over and over. So it wasn't like I just got the word and then I got pregnant. This was, you know. Right. There is um, sometimes a process during miracles. Not all, you know, uh, miracles happen instantly. But that doesn't mean, like I said last night, that God isn't working constantly on your behalf. You've got to press in. You've got to stay with it. You've got to hang on to the word that was given to you and, and go for it and not give up. And it's like, how bad do you want it? You can't waver. You can't say, oh, well, well that's what happen. it says in James. Right. And it can't be, well, it didn't happen on my time frame. You know, I've made mistakes like that where it's like, well, no, this is what I want. This is what I want now. But it wasn't God's timing. That's super important. That's something I've really learned over the last just few years um, is if it's not in God's timing, I don't. My timing does not matter. Yeah. (laughs) That's what that's what you learn. And, And, you know, a lot of us know James one five. But (laughs) as you've learned, not just head knowledge is what gets the miracles to uh, flow in your life. So James 1, 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, when you're genuinely asking with your faith, with expectation, Be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Then seven just lays it out for you. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they're unstable in everything they do. You don't want to be the unstable one. Right. You don't want to be the wave that's tossing to. And how uncomfortable is it when you know people just that are like emotional roller coasters? Yeah. I mean, that's how it is. God's saying, don't be that roller coaster. I believe, I believe, I believe. It's not going my way. Okay, hold on. I'm going down the roller coaster. Okay, we're down here. You know, and then they they don't feel themselves throughout the week. They're not doing this. Then they go to a rival service and they're on a high again. We're on a high. But then when I leave service, I'm not really going to stay in the word. I'm going to get back and have, you know, the outside noise speak to me. And so we're down again. Don't be that person. Stay one side planted on the other because you're going to get frustrated and these people get frustrated. These people that waver blame God. These people decide, you know, that they're going to walk away from church. They're going to be offended. They're not going to, you know, well, God didn't do it for me. So I don't know if he's going to do it for you. It's not his will. Maybe it's his will. I don't really know his will. That's what he's saying that these people are in James one. Yeah. And so we have to make sure that um, there's faith in our confession. There's faith. Sorry, I'm just looking to read some of these because I want to interact with you guys. There's faith and anybody in our confession. There's been like several people like I know someone believing. I know somebody believing. We kind of like got one to the baby topic. But um, email me if you would like my 
like personal confession, I've been sending that out to women. Or if you would like my scriptures, like you could give it, you know, to your friends. There were some of you that you've been praying for. Yeah. Um, and I was reading this this morning in Isaiah 45. It just, before Jen even came to the table, I, I was out there and I kept reading the scripture and I'm like, Lord, what are you saying to me? <laughs> you know, it's like, why did you bring me here? I, lo I love Isaiah. Isaiah is one of my favorite. Well, I love Proverbs. I love Psalms in the Old Testament. Isaiah is another one of my favorites. I used to not care. This I sounds terrible. I used to not care for the Old Testament as much, but I don't think I fully understood it. I, I read the Bible now way differently than I did when I was younger, but I was also, you know, younger minded and not as mature in the word and the revelation of it pops out. But I really, really enjoy the Old Testament now. But in Isaiah 45, 18, I'll start with, for the Lord is God and he created the heavens and the earth and he put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord, he says, and there is no other. And if you watch last night, you know the importance of I am. I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. Our heavenly father is not unreachable. He's not untouchable. He's there every time we call out to him. But you know what gets his attention? Faith. And, yeah. and faith is what, I mean, we know the woman with the issue of blood. It, he said, virtue left my body. The, her faith attached to him. And so faith will grow with the right confession. Mm -hmm. That's going to be your watering can. You'll be encouraging yourself your every confession. Time. Yeah. Every time you read it, you're encouraging yourself. Yeah. You're building yourself up. You have to be able to do things for yourself. Yeah. Faith sets the boundaries in, in your life. So, so what I wrote down this morning was faith sets the boundaries of your life. You'll never have more than your confession. You'll never have more than your confession. You've got to set the boundaries now. What am I bringing into my circle? Mm -hmm. What am I filling my ears with? What am I filling my eye gate with? Right. Because we all know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and your heart actually is your thought life. And so what are you filling yourself with? What are you believing for? If you were to think right now, I mean, you could say it out loud where you are. What are you believing for now? What are your action steps to get what you're believing for? Because like I said before, People who believe should have miracles, signs, and, and wonders following them. Oh, yeah. But they believe. But then if you connect it to 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says, what you believe you speak. So see, it's really all a connection in the circle here. It, there, it, there's never nothing not connected in the Bible. 
I've learned that because I've been able to now see verses and I'll, I'll go to Ted and I'll, of course he's already knows it, you know, but I get excited when I first see it because when I first see it, that's how it sticks for me. Like there's some things I can hear preach all the time, but until I get the revelation of it, Mm -hmm. which is true for everybody, until you get the revelation of something, that's when it's made alive. Oh yeah. That's when it comes alive to me. Right. I mean, I'm lunch with Carolyn. Who's having lunch with me? Oh, they want lunch with me. (laughs) Come to Georgia. You come to Georgia, people, and I'll go have lunch with you. We just found this really cool place. It looks really good. I think Jen is hungry. She's talking about food now. She's pulling the Ted, and her tummy's growling. We looked up that taco place (laughs) on the way. Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So bad influences. She's having negative things coming in. So we will we will pray for Olivia. And it's so important for this generation. We're not losing it to the enemy. We're not losing it. Diana, my nephew, who is um, 17, is called to be a preacher. He um, was just on the broadcast back at the end of December, I believe, with Ted. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> Ben. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> he spoke on there with Ted about the importance of how the Holy Spirit can lead you and this generation. And if you can get Olivia to watch that, um, he's Ted's on it with Alex, get Olivia to watch it. If she's in the same room and you just hit play and maybe she's not watching it, let the words fill her ear gate. Let their spirit man hear it and grab onto it um, and be be filled with it. Have her get her around the things of God. It's important. I didn't even have like people who weren't necessarily bad influences, but just people who didn't fully maybe believe the way I believed. And um you do. You have to watch um, who is, is speaking to you, but also not everybody is supposed to know your problems. Not everybody is supposed to know what's going on. It's between you and God, and, you know, it's, it's not for you to blast on Facebook. Right. You know, it's not for everybody to know. When a doctor told me that I had cancer and I was going to have to have a hysterectomy and chemo and radiation... I didn't go and send out a mass text or put it on Facebook. Like, I need you to pray for me. It's not what I needed. I went to, I called my pastor, and I went to you guys, and that was it. Our own family didn't know. Yeah. You know? Even so much, like, they had told us with Jasmine that she was going to be stillborn. And uh, they, you know, wanted to do an ultrasound test because they, something was that they saw with her umbilical cord. And they were like, you know, just to give you a heads up. You know, this is what's probably going to be coming down the line. Is that she'll probably she was doing with the umbilical cord issue? Yeah. So see, even though she got pregnant, right? So she's now pregnant. She's still getting bad reports that could have changed the outcome of her situation. Oh yeah, it was. They're so quick to want to abort babies. Oh, they told us even with Isabella. it's sickening. They saw something with her heart. They thought she was going to be stillborn. Yeah. She was fine. And if you see her kids, they are the most beautiful children with nothing wrong with them at all. But see what happens when you take your advice and your words from man. People who aren't even saved 
I mean, even if they were, you're taking it from them rather than the word of God that says they will live and not die, right. that you will hold your miracle in your hand. It's important what you listen to and what you fill yourself up with, because if she would have taken their words, then that would have been her confession. Yeah, I would have been like, oh, another pregnancy failed. Yeah. You know, and I would even. Not like, my time. I would lay hands on Take my them, Lord, belly. another flower in your garden. Yeah. I would lay hands on my on my belly. I would speak to my womb all the time. And so um, even my husband, like he would just come lay hands on my stomach all the time. And so with Jasmine, they said, you know, she's probably going to be born stillborn. Her umbilical cord, you know, is missing a cord. She's not getting nutrients. She's not getting oxygen. If she's not stillborn, she could have, she like would be like brain dead or whatever. So, okay, look, look at what you have to look at. We left. And this was kind of a step in faith for me was I said, you know what? I, we didn't tell anybody what was going on. We were just like, she's fine. We know she's fine. I brought my mom to my, the ultrasound where they were going to give me the results. I was just like, hey, my mom really wanted to see an ultrasound. And so we went in there and, and she's looking. She was like, okay, everything looks good. And I said, so her umbilical cord is fine. And she was like, went and looked back at the notes and she was like, wow. She said, the cord that was missing, like you could see, it was not there, is there. <laughs> giving her oxygen. What a creative miracle. Giving her, you know, everything she needed. She was on track for growth. Totally turned Which people around. don't even know this part of the story. They just know that you were believing yeah, for I kids had. and got pregnant. Not that there was also bad news with her pregnancies. With, well, yeah. And so then my mom was like, what do you mean? And I said, oh, they, they thought she was going to be born stillborn. And she was like, why wouldn't you tell me that? You know, she's in the ultrasound room. And I'm like, see, because she's fine. There was no need to. Right. There was no need to go rush around in a panic. I Don't give fine. glory to the devil and what he's trying to do in that moment. Right. And I'm not Don't saying, magnify that situation. Right. And I'm not saying, like, not to have somebody pray for you. I'm not saying that at all. You have to be selective. You have to know. Good Lord, I <laughs> failed. I'm clipping this onto my jeans. It's not working. You have to know who's praying for you. I'm not having anybody. In fact, I went to a church in Austin, and um, everybody's, like, praying for everybody. And, uh, like, some young girl came up to, like, lay hands on me, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you're not touching me. <laughs> You know, so I'm like, and it's not that they no. have a bad spirit. Not at it's all. not anything like that. But you realize there are different levels, right? You know, last night, a great example when Jairus's Jairus's. I I can't stand Bible names. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus is about it because it's easy to say Mary and Martha. Anyone else? <laughs> Peter, Luke, John. Okay, th those are good. But these other ones, I can't get with. Because I never can say them. <laughs> I need, like, the pronunciation. In the Bible, they should have the pronunciation mm -hmm. where it's broken down in parentheses. But it goes to show you, Jesus kept the parents in the room and three of his disciples out of the 12. Right. Because there are different levels. It says all throughout the gospel, ye of little faith, no faith, great faith. So it's not that people can't raise their faith, but if they're not there at that moment, that's going to raise you to another level and help in that situation. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean they're bad, but it doesn't mean that's who you're going to, to stand with you in that moment. Right. 
Right. And so even like when I had Mason, there were, you know, parents and stuff who wanted to be in the room when we had, no, this is a moment that I need with God to let him know, hey, like we're good. I need everybody else out who's going to be sad. I need everybody else out who's going to try and have some encouraging word that's going to speak against what I'm believing for away. And so you have to do that. And it's not that they're bad people by any means. Be very selective of who knows your business. Right. And who you know truly has the power and the faith to believe with you. Absolutely. So So your faith is going to come by what you feel yourself. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what word of God you're hearing, we need to make sure it lines up. Like I said at the beginning, we don't need to make up stuff. Literally take your confessions, your declarations from the word of God. That's all I did in my lines book. I wrote stories to go along with the declarations to impart faith to you, to give you insight on the scripture, but I didn't just leave scripture, but I took my declarations and my confessions from the word of God because we don't have to make up other things. We don't have to try to come up with things and, and, you know, people are over. One of the main things that I get when I speak with people is they, how much they overthink. Yeah things. And really, let's just keep it simple. The gospel is simple. The word of God is simple. He has made it for us. He's made it for us simple so we can understand it. And like I said, you won't have to wonder around, uh, wonder what the word of God says and wander around like, what does he have for me? Does he want to heal me? Right. Is he good? I always sing in church. He's a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. <laughs> and I'm loved by you. See? Okay. But is he really a good father? Right. Do you, Do you really, really believe, believe that? that? Hey. Jinx. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, every time I sing songs... Lately, I'm like thinking to myself, are the people in here really believing that? Oh, yeah. Are they really believing? Be careful what you're singing, too. Right. Are they really believing that he's a miracle worker, a light in the darkness? Do they do you believe that? Don't just sing it and leave it in church and be like, oh, I like that beat or that song sounded really good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't really take the Bible for what it's worth. Every single word. The Bible says it's alive and powerful. This right here is alive. It brings life to our beings. It brings life to our situation. And so that's what we have to take away today. Are you seeing what you're believing for? If not, get into the word of God. Scriptures that are pertaining to what you are believing for. Jenna was believing she got words to believe for a baby. What did she do? She went and found scriptures that were pertaining to, she didn't need a financial miracle. Mm-hmm. She didn't go write out scriptures and confess scriptures on seed time and harvest. She needed a baby. She needed to see what the word she got, she wanted to see it. She wanted the signs and miracles and wonders to follow her, like the Bible says, for those who believe. She wanted to see that. They should be chasing us down. Yeah. We should turn around and see them following us daily. 
And so that's what it is. You have something you're believing for. Like I said earlier, think about it. What are you believing for? Go to the word of God on it and get it. Get it in your car. Get it in your house. Get it on your refrigerator. You know, when when um, Ted's dad said at our house, and I just told you the night before, remember I jokingly, I said, we just moved and we made one of our, our rooms in the house an office, but we need it. We yeah, need an office. Like, like, well, we grew out of this wrong. already. And then the next day, Ted's dad comes to us and says, you know, last night I didn't say it over the microphone, but when I was preaching, I saw you guys getting a, a studio. So I ran over with a pen and paper and was like, can you draw it? And I put it on my refrigerator mm-hmm. and I had it in my view at all times so I could put my faith on it. I had to have a target for my faith. So you had targets all over your house. Everywhere. There was a target, just like she says now. I put a whiteboard. I've got goals for 2021. We've got things we want to meet. When we meet them, we check them off. We get to see what God's done. Mm -hmm. You've got to do that. You've got to put a target that your faith can latch on to what you're believing for. So what you're believing for, that's right, specify and make it happen, Heidi says. That's right. That's right. Specify what you're believing for. Put it around the house with scripture and stand on the word of God. But you have to confess the right thing because you want his word to come back to you like the Bible says and not return void. It has to line up with the word of God. Right. And I've learned that. You can't just say any old thing. No. So do that. Do that today. Get to your printer, write it out. Sometimes I like to write things out because I feel like I I get it. Like I, I'm good at As seeing you, things. Yeah. So like I'll write it in a notebook sometimes first and then I'll go and put it in like digital format. So That's I have it on I my do. phone and stuff. But I just like to write because I I get it more. I'm like a photogenic memory. If I write it, then I can remember where I've seen it and what I'm doing. Absolutely, Jennifer. Oh, you want a house? That. So with the first car that he bought, he wanted a uh, Infiniti G35. Yeah, I remember that. The car. red car. Yeah. Right? Thought he was like hot stuff with this car. He. <laughs> I used to want one really bad too. Oh, he wanted this car. You know what he did? He, as a teen, put pictures of this car up around his room. It's something he's always done. There's a truck that he he wants now, and. There, there will be pictures all over the house of this truck yeah. soon, you know? So see, I did that in high school with a yellow Mustang, but my faith obviously wasn't big enough because my dad bought me one in a box. I was real little Nuh-uh. and gave it to me. <laughs> and I've never had a yellow Mustang except the one in the box. So it just goes to show you that was on me. My faith was not that high. It was not there. No, it wasn't there. But absolutely, get a picture <laughs> in front of you. Get a picture in front of you. You, you, have, to, you have to see it. You have, nothing's wrong with that. I did that when I, before I married Ted. I was like, this is what I want in a husband. I, I, I knew in my mind what I wanted, but I was like, you know what? You know, the, the Bible says in Habakkuk, um, let me see if I can find it in the Old Testament. It is, hold on, hold on. Can I pass it? No, no, no. There we go. Jennifer, my husband and I have even done that. Like list what you want, not only a picture, but like list specifics. What do you want in that home? Yep. Habakkuk 2, 
Verse two, then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so the runner can carry out the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. You have a vision. You have to write it down, put it on tablets. Nowadays, we got tablets again. Look at that. There you that was it. a prophecy right there. <laughs> there Answer plainly on tablets. Finally, I have a joke that Ted didn't say, and it's all mine. Tablets are back today. Habakkuk was prophesying right there. Um, and make it plain. Say, this is, this is the house I'm looking for. This is what I want. I've done that with my house, the mm -hmm. house I moved into recently. I said, well, I wanted this many bedrooms. This is what I wanted to have. Th listed this, same with Ted. This is what I want in a husband. It wasn't until I made a specific request is when I started to get the vision for it and the leading for it and how to find it and what to do. Yeah. It wasn't until I made a specific request request and all throughout the Bible. And I actually did a broadcast a couple weeks ago on praying specifically. And that's what God wants you to do is you, you won't know that it, it God's answering your prayers if you're just so broad about everything. Right. And so it will come, get that house, get that vision, confess, get the scriptures that go along with it and call it in, call it in. You've got angels working for you. Say, listen, house, it's coming in now. Marriage coming in now. Children, it's coming in now. Yeah. You know, uh, finances, breakthrough, job, promotion, it's coming in now. You got to call it in. We have to take action steps. We don't just receive words and sit, sit on our hands. Right. We have to. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes in the faith movement, we've got, um, you know, people are praying for things. But they don't do anything. They're like, I believe for money, 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 money. Mm -hmm. Okay, they didn't sew, but they're also not working. <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> when you have a job, then you can sit at home going, money, 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 <laughs> money, come in. But if you're not <laughs> taking action steps, you will have no money. You'll be a bum on the couch that just keeps saying, money, 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 come in, and right. you're not going to have any money. And once again, it's not God's fault. Right. Proverbs says you don't you don't work you don't eat so you want to eat you want money to come in you sew and you have a job right <laughs> yeah you gotta work <laughs> you gotta work but I know so many people that oh, yeah. do that they just are like God's my provider he's gonna provide he's like yeah he's telling you get your butt up and go get a job right and, and let him use you. And people are like, well, I'm waiting. I'm holding out for that management position. It's like, you just keep holding on to that, buddy. You just keep holding on to that. Because if you don't take steps to do anything in the beginning, do you think God's going to just bless you with a management position? You can't even get your butt off the couch right. and go outside. Yeah. Your manager material. <laughs> anyway, I will... I will settle down now. That's for tomorrow. <laughs> management material. Are you management material? That's the title. You know what, Alexandra? I love you. And um, you should come. You should come. It has been so... You can have lunch with Jenna, too, if you're here before Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, last night was so powerful from the time you walked through the doors. I mean, literally, from the time you walked through the doors, you just felt it. 
So if anybody's able to, I would definitely get here. Yeah. Would you pray for everybody today? Hmm. Are you good with that? <laughs> did I just throw you off? You did. <laughs> I know, but I know you're a praying woman. <laughs> did you need more time? <laughs> would you like to pray tomorrow? Yeah, I'll do tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're going to be back on. We fired Ted for the week. No, he is, he's working hard. Father God, I pray for each and every person that's watching today and on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that they're going to get such a boldness and a hunger in their spirit that as they read the word and the revelation of the word pops out to them, their confession is going to line up with the word of God. Yes. I pray, Lord, that the ones that are standing in faith, believing for marriages, for restoration, for children, for houses, for better jobs, for promotion, and even for salvation in their loved ones and family and friends, we're calling it in now. We are going to hold the testimony in our hands. I'm going to say before the end of February, Lord, work quickly on our behalf. We're calling out to you, Father God. We're making sure that our words line up with your words, that miracles, signs, and wonders, they will follow us. They will chase us down. They will trip us up and they will overtake Hallelujah. us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, people who are watching right now who are, are sick, who said, please pray for me. I need healing in my body. I command it right now. I loose the power of God to flow through to this uh, screen and to where you are. In this moment, take your hand and lay it on where your body needs healing. If it's your eyes, your head for headaches, it doesn't even have to be a massive thing. People are always thinking like, right. you know, I don't have cancer, so I'm not part of this prayer. No, a simple cold, a simple migraine, a simple headache. It can't stay. It does not have permission to stay in the child of God, their body, Father God. I pray that their organs line up with the way that you have commanded them to work, the way you created them to work, Father God, that the joint pain has to go. Thank you, Father God, for uh, nerves to line up, to for feeling to come back into their body. In the mighty name of Jesus, I loose it now. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing now. And Father God, I pray that today marks a difference in the lives of the believers who are watching in their confession, that we know your perfect will for us in the Bible. It declares in John 10, 10, that you give us life, that you give it more abundantly. We are not going to be the people mentioned in James 1. We're not going to wander around anymore. Hallelujah. We're going to be solid in our faith, solid in our authority, solid in our confession and see everything that's good and perfect that's coming down from the Father into our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. You believe it. Let me see your uh, emojis, your fire, your hands up, your clapping, your little girl dancing in a red dress. I want to see it all. Um, but right now we're going to give you the opportunity to sew into Miracle Word Ministries. So into helping push the gospel forward. We started, this is our third week um, going on television. Uh, 
we're getting ready to hit more and more countries and feeding children all around the world and the increase that we've seen in the last year. I mean, this is your seventh year yeah. with us. February, right? actually on the first. Yeah, it will be seven days. years. Yep. And the growth it's, yeah. has been substantial. Oh yeah. And what Especially God's done. Especially in the last year, like the last year, and we were even talking on the phone about it in December, yeah. I think it was like end of the year. Like it just brought me to tears because I was just like in awe. Yeah, we were we got to talking on the phone and we both ended up started like getting choked up because it was like the goodness of God that happened in a year where the entire world, the enemy came against, I mean, churches, uh, Christian organizations. I yeah. mean, we travel for a living, travel was shut down. But the goodness, it was like 123% or something like that, right? Yeah. It was like 120 something percent increase in the year 2020 with Miracle Word Ministries. And now we got the studio, but the studio wasn't the final thing. Like God's calling us for much more. Already we've had some, a couple powerful men of God given us some words for Miracle Word um, that I'll finish sharing with you too. Mm -hmm. So we can all be on the same page, but it just happened so fast and it is increasing my faith to new levels, extremely. I don't know if this is Todd or Janine. Is it Todd, Janine, Kyle? It's probably Janine that's watching. Um, Janine, what may have happened in, uh, is that your card expired. If you email me at jenna at miracleword.com. Um, can get it reinstated. Yeah, I can pull up your account and help, and help you reset it up. So a lot of times if your card expired or, you know, that's why it might not. And sometimes when you do do the partnership and there is a date, yeah, they do make you pick a date. So that date might have of gone gone up, and then you. But can, we can get you set back up. Just email me Jenna at miracleword.com. Same thing. Somebody asked what my email was for the pregnancy confessions. It's Jenna at miracleword.com, and I will get that out to you. But like thank that. you for everyone who's standing with us monthly. If you feel that's what you're to do, as a we call it, mighty men and mighty women, jump onto miracleword.com and sign up there and do it monthly. We do PayPal, you can do hashtag donate, you can do Venmo, um, you can do Cash App, but be a part of what God is doing. You can't be everywhere that we right. are, but you are helping the ministry take this gospel forward all for around the world. You get an account for that. Absolutely, you so, get credited for that. So, I mean, that that's a big thing. That's powerful in itself is that, like she said, you can't travel everywhere with them, you know? You can't, you can't do that. And so by partnering with this ministry and, and, you know, helping them push the gospel forward, you get credit for that. And that's a powerful thing. Yep, absolutely. So thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. We love you. Um, also, if you are giving $85 or more this month, we have the rest, I guess, just a couple, yeah. couple more days of January. We have our book, Gloria Copeland, God's Will 
is prosperity. Um, we'll be sending that to you as our monthly offer for anything $85 or more. Also, if you have standing with us for $1,000 or more, um, on top of this book, you'll get a signed genuine leather um, NLT application study Bible that Ted will personally sign um, and write you a little note in there. And we send that out to you for anyone who does $1,000 or more. But I'm telling you, one of my prayer points is some major givers connecting with Miracle Word this year as one time seed. I know it's coming in. Yeah. We had quite a few last year, but there's bigger things happening with Miracle Word Ministries. And I know God's going to provide because he's called us to do what we're doing. It's, it's yeah. a mandate. And so I know I've got wonderful Victory Tribe people that are watching that are standing behind us, pushing us giving, praying, believing, uniting with us. And that is where there's strength and unity. And we love you so much. Um, oh, and since we talked about confession, I'll pop it up there. My oh, book, yeah. make sure you get lines. And it is, um, you can get it at shop.miracleword.com. It's 40 days of confessions that create boundaries your enemy cannot cross. We are serving notice to the devil that, sorry, Charlie, this <laughs> is my property and not on my watch. That's right. That's just what I keep saying on a lot of my things I've been saying is, nope, not on my watch. It's not happening. And we have the authority to kick him out. Just like you would have the authority to kick out a robber out of your house or anyone who's trespassing, we have the same ability and authority in the supernatural to do that when the enemy tries to come knocking on your door. He shouldn't even get to your door. Yes, Natifa. It's he should the, get to your, the line of your property and run. That's how I look at it. Yeah. So get that at shop.miracleword.com or you can also get it in digital format on Kindle and Amazon. We love you so much. Have a wonderful day. Make sure, drive in, get here, do it. I promise you will not leave disappointed. The expectation, you could feel it. Yeah. People who are watching at the beginning said, it was so the first night. Powerful. The first night was like, the first night was fire. And this is yeah. the fourth night and it has only increased and it's going to be all the way until next Friday, the fifth. So just imagine what it's going to feel like at the end of the two weeks, but get here, be a part of it. If for some reason you really can't get here, join us at seven o'clock online. We'd love to see you and you can be a part of it and see what God is moving here in Georgia. Have a wonderful day. We love you. See ya. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.